Welcome to the Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Cala Cofield. This week is the 10-year anniversary of 9-11, and people all over America and all over the world are remembering this event in different ways. A few years ago, I started learning about some of the physics related to the attack on the World Trade Center towers in New York City. Like many people, I found that gaining an understanding helped me feel a little less helpless. It also gave me a way to remember those events a decade later, and I personally felt better about keeping them in my consciousness. Different people choose to remember these events in different ways, and so some of you may want to skip today's podcast, while others may find it very appropriate. So here we have a little bit of the physics of 9-11. When a jetliner crashed into each of the World Trade Center towers, the buildings didn't immediately collapse. If you've seen pictures of buildings destroyed by bombs, you might notice that even though huge chunks of the buildings are gone, the entire structure still stands. The buildings are designed so that if the support structures on one or even two sides of the building are damaged or destroyed, the other support structures can still hold the building up. The Twin Towers were also designed in this way, and might have remained standing were it not for the jet fuel. In his book, Physics for Future Presidents, Richard Muller, a professor of physics at UC Berkeley, explains that the collapse of the Twin Towers was due to a gradual weakening of the steel support beams. It was not by a sudden explosion. The jets that crashed into the towers each carried about 60 tons of gasoline. Those 60 tons contain the same amount of energy as 900 tons of TNT. But again, the jet fuel didn't explode. It simply burned. Inside the office buildings, the jet fuel ate up the oxygen and burned for a few hours, raising the temperature of the steel beams up past 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit. A standard fire fueled by materials in the building could never have raised the temperature that high. When things get hot, the molecules that make them up move faster and push against one another. That's why hot things expand. Heat can also weaken materials. If you think about something like taffy, when it's cold, it's hard and solid, and as it warms up, it gets softer and starts to bend. As the steel support beams heated up, they began to bend as well. But steel isn't like taffy. It doesn't bend indefinitely. Eventually, the beams buckled or bent inward. You can see an example of buckling at home if you have an empty soda can with no dents in it. Stand it upright and then try putting pressure on it. If you have someone to help you balance, you can even try standing on it. An aluminum can will usually hold over 100 pounds. But eventually, the pressure gets so large that a small dent appears in the can. That dent buckles, and the entire can will crumple. This is what happened when the steel support structures heated up beyond what the designers ever imagined would occur. They buckled sending one floor crashing down into another floor, crumpling like a soda can. The fact that the floor fell a distance of about 10 feet or so into the floor below it further increased the energy, just like how swinging a hammer gives it more energy than just pushing it against the nail. 
As each floor collapsed, the weight and the energy coming down on the next set of support beams multiplied. Soon the collapse was like an avalanche as one floor crashed down into another. It is possible to use explosives to bring down an entire building, as is frequently done by demolition crews who need to take down tall buildings that are no longer in use. But this kind of demolition relies on the same principles that brought down the Twin Towers. Explosives are placed strategically at every support beam on the bottom floors and floors near the top. When these are detonated, the support beams are destroyed, and one floor falls down onto the next floor, leading to the same cascade of collapse. So gravity is really doing the work. In the case of the Twin Towers, the same kind of destruction was done to the support beams, just over a longer period of time. By studying what took place that day, learning about the science involved, we can change things like how we build buildings and how we handle terrorist threats. This week, we pause to remember, to honor those we lost, and to collect the knowledge we can gain from the past, to bring it with us into the future. That's all for the Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find resources, more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more Physics Buzz.